for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee. Good evening and welcome everyone. Welcome to Speak Life. We're so glad you're here with us. Tonight's going to be such a great broadcast. Uh, we want to encourage you uh, to let some of your friends know uh, and family members know that we are live right now. And so it's going to be a great night to tune in and a lot of, uh, lot of very powerful uh, information and revelation. Uh, we want to just release uh, the word of the Lord to some of you and, and really just inspire you uh, to, that you can do and be all that God created you to do and be. God would not give you a, a calling or a destiny or a purpose or drive within you uh, to do what he's called you to do and be who he's called you to be without allowing uh, the right nourishment of that gifting and anointing. And listen, everything can change in just one day. You can read through the Bible uh, and, and see that how God did in, incredible, miraculous things uh, and really put people where they needed to be in just a day, just a piece of a day. You know, Joseph was a prisoner uh, in, <clears throat> in, in a maximum security prison, running the prison from the inside of the prison. And uh, that was the favor of God on him. And in just one day, just a piece of a day, God used his gifting and anointing that had uh, really, without Joseph's full understanding, been developing these giftings and anointings to run a nation. And in just a piece of a day, he woke up uh, a prisoner, went and used his gifting and anointing, which he was excellent at, and in just a piece of a day, God made him the prime minister of the greatest nation on the planet in, the, in his day. It was a secular nation, by the way. And in this nation, uh, he began to, he really was number one, even though he was uh, number two to the king only. The king did nothing, or the pharaoh did nothing, unless Joseph approved it and said it's what they needed to do. And so really, God set him in a place of kingship in a place of rulership. And you know, uh, Jesus said, the kingdom of God suffers violence, but the violent rise up and take it by force. Many of you have been going through difficulties and challenges and not realizing that you've been going through a process of development of your gifting, your skills, your anointings, of the things that God built with you, within you uh, for something great that's about to happen in your life. And I'm just encouraging you today uh, there is something good about to happen to you. In fact, I say that out loud, and it just releases uh, angelic hosts to go do. Uh, you know, the Bible says, decree a thing, and it shall be established unto you, and light will shine upon your ways. And it says the angels hearken to the heirs of salvation, and they do uh, the word of the Lord. And so in Psalm 103, it says, they hearken to the voice of his word. And so when I say something good is about to happen to me, and I decree that, I'm releasing that as a declaration in the spirit, and it begins to be picked up by angelic hosts and brought to pass in my life. And so uh, you've got great things on the inside of you. You've got great things ahead of you. And uh, you're going to understand that more and more as life develops. But I want to challenge you to change the way that you're speaking. Talk like a king. Jesus is the king of kings. 
we are the kings that he's the king king of and so we we're to rule and reign with him in this life and in the world to come and so there's great information great revelation coming at you tonight and we have a great guest in the house tonight a great friend someone who does great work for the kingdom of god his name is philip cameron philip cameron is the founder of the orphans hands and uh, a powerful work we're going to tell you more about. He's here with us tonight. I can hardly wait uh, to get started with him. But before we bring him on, I wanted to encourage you that God really does have a great plan for your life. I want you to hear that. Greatness is on, on the inside of you. And one of the challenges of our environment today is that it's difficult to st- it's very difficult to step out and make things happen. Uh, the restrictions, the censorship, the things that are happening that make it difficult for you to be a Christian. Listen, that's just the opposition of the enemy. He wants to push people back, and he wants to control his opposition uh, and make it difficult for you to to speak, make it difficult for you to uh, uh, step out and, and even just test the waters. Uh, I just want to challenge you, don't be pushed around by anything. God's not giving you a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. That word fear there is also the word uh, intimidation or timidity. God hasn't given you uh, a spirit to be intimidated or to be timid, uh, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And there's a call on the inside of you that God's trying to get you to step out into. And he did not place you in any other time, uh, in any other uh, time frame that you can look back on. No, you've been raised up for such a time as this. And I want to encourage you that God has a great plan, like a blueprint for your life that he's already designed for you to succeed in. And he places those seeds of greatness, those seeds of destiny in your heart. And all these years of your life that you think may have been uh, just developmental years or, or uh, some people may even think it was wasted time. It's not. God uses all these things. Uh, Romans 8.28 works all these things together for good for those who are the called of God and called according to his purpose that we might be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ, the firstborn among many brethren. In fact, it says uh, in... Uh, 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 Zechariah, uh, and I'll get the scripture reference here for you, but in Zechariah, it says that there are those who are feeble in the kingdom of God in that day that God begins to, in the last days, which I believe we are in now, says that those that are feeble will become like the house of David warriors. Uh, but those that have been like the house of David, they will become like God. Now, we know Jesus is God, and so what the Bible is saying there is that you'll become just like Jesus. There'll be an authority, an unlimited uh, uh, influence, an unlimited authority that you'll walk in. You'll begin to come to a higher level of walking as a, a king in the kingdom of God. In fact, the Bible says that, that the plan of God for your life, God is the author and the finisher of that. And he's already written your story, and he's planning for you to succeed on a level that you probably can't even comprehend at the moment. Uh, It's bigger than you think, and it's greater than you think. Something good is about to happen for you. And when God created you, he was the architect of your purpose. 
The Bible says he wove you together with his own hands in, in your mother's womb. And when he did, he put great skills, great giftings uh, in, inside of you to fulfill the great call on your life. And when you align your life with his purpose, that's not for you to go do uh, whatever you want to do. Uh, but let me tell you when, you, when you lock into what God has for you to do, and you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you, uh, you'll align your life with his purpose, and everything will begin to come together in such a powerful way. Mountains begin to move. Uh, your built-in giftings and skill sets begin to function at a high level. Uh, you know, and you become the ecclesia. You know, we've talked about that before. Jesus said, I will build my ecclesia, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And so the word ecclesia there, the word church is ecclesia. And we've talked about this before. The ecclesia was a group of called out warriors who were being raised to be kings, uh, regional kings in Rome. And they would, these this ecclesia would come together around Caesar, and Caesar would begin to pontificate and, and communicate. Uh, this is what I want. When you go to this region, this is what I want you to do. This is how I want it to look. I want you to bring Rome wherever you are. I want it to make every region, uh, every province, every uh, hamlet, every little village, everything. I want it all to look like Rome, and this is how we're going to do it. We're going to put in sewer systems. We're going to put in uh, uh, waterways. We're going to put put in uh, trash control. Uh, we're going to do these things, right? And so that was the ecclesia. And so they would go into different places uh, throughout the world and make it look like Rome. <clears throat> they, so in other words, uh, it, it would be on that part of the earth as it is in Rome. And so Jesus said, I will build my ecclesia. Uh, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. In other words, Jesus said, I'm going to send my church out as an invading force uh, to, of warriors who will begin to push back the powers of hell, the regimes of darkness, and begin to establish my kingdom everywhere they go. And when they do that, uh, my kingdom will come and my will will be done he, there on earth as it is in heaven. And so the church ecclesia that Jesus said he is building uh, will begin to function at such a high level. Uh, you'll begin to use the keys to the kingdom, Jesus said, and walk in a ruling capacity with a greater authority and a greater dominion in Christ Jesus. And let me tell you, you have that authority and that dominion upon you right now and within you right now. And so whatsoever things you bind on earth are bound in heaven. Whatsoever things you loose on earth are loosed in heaven. I love Apostle James Hammond's uh, quote that she says, we are in a mouth war, and whose words are going to win uh, depends on who's going to be the one who walks in their authority. And so either the enemy is going to speak things, and we're going to come under that, that decree of the enemy, or we're going to speak, and we have the greater authority, and the powers of and forces of darkness have to bow their knee to the name of and the authority of Jesus Christ and his word. And so whatsoever things you bind on earth are are bound from heaven. Whatsoever things you loose on earth are loosed 
in heaven, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. In other words, someone's going to come out the winner. And the powers and the gates and the forces of hell cannot prevail against you. If you begin to understand who you are, amen? Listen, uh, uh, Samson's power was really not in the length of his hair. Samson's power was in his covenant with God. And so when, uh, when they cut Samson's hair off, it was breaking covenant. <clears throat> he began to step out of who he was really called to be. But when his hair grew back, he was repented. He came back to the top, and his authority and his power returned. You don't have to go through that whole process. You just need to understand that there's nothing the enemy can do to stop you. Don't step out of God's will for your life. Don't step out in areas where you don't think you need to be. And, and follow that leading of the Holy Spirit within you. He will lead you into all truth by His Spirit. And as you begin to rule in this life under the kingship of Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, you'll begin to see your authority begin to rise up, and the Word of God becomes uh, the decree that comes out of your mouth. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven it says, For I know the plans... I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Uh, listen, God has a better plan for your life than what you could possibly figure out. He, is a, he knows the pathway. He knows the fastest route. He knows the timing. Let me just say that for a moment. He knows the timing. Sometimes the, way, the, the waiting is the hardest part, and maybe it's not you he's waiting on. Maybe he's waiting on some other things to come into alignment. Hello. God's timing is everything, but the good news is he's not just counting on you to figure it all out. He's made a covenant commitment to do whatever needs to be done, allowing whatever needs to take place, moving and shaping and changing things that, are, that need to be uh, moved out of your way, uh, to get you to the right place at the right time for the right reason at the right season. And by his Holy Spirit, again, he's going to lead you. He's going to guide you. He's going to set your pace. And you learn through perseverance uh, to have that contentment. I think it's First uh, Timothy 6, 6. It says, Godly, godliness with contentment is great gain. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Listen, by faith and patience, we inherit the promises. And you have an inheritance that is coming to you. You have a calling and a purpose. And it's coming to you just as fast as you are coming to it. It's like two trains getting ready to collide in a great way. Uh, you're not going to miss your destiny. Amen? Many of you are at the end of an old chapter. And it feels transitional right now. And this is the prophetic part that I really wanted to get to. You're at the end of the old chapter. The pages are turning, and you're beginning a new chapter. And now you get to write a new chapter based upon the words that are coming out of your mouth. This is a voice-activated covenant, a voice-activated kingdom. We are in a mouth war. And whose words are going to write your next chapter? Are you going to echo what the enemy has been saying, and relive an old chapter, 
Or, or are you going to write something new? Are you going to begin to decree something new and declare what God wants declared? Amen? Don't get weary in well-doing. By faith and patience, we inherit the promises. God has shut doors that no man can open, and we understand that. We know that what it's like to get up to doors uh, that no man can open. You try as hard as you can. You push, you shove, you pray, you decree. Uh, you do everything you, you can possibly do, and that door just does not open. Listen, you can spend another year trying to push that door open and make something happen that God's not calling for you to do, even though you may have, uh, in your own mind, convinced yourself to do that. If God's not opening the door, stop pushing on the door. <clears throat> God shuts doors no man can open. But let me just tell you, if you'll, if you'll allow the Spirit of God to make some adjustments, you're just moments away from God opening a door of favor and blessing that no man can shut. When you begin to step into the favor of the Lord and the blessing of the Lord on your life, everything begins to shift and change and move with force in the right direction. Amen? You know, God loves to set boundaries in our life so that we don't get off course. <clears throat> it's like bumpers on the bowling alley. You, once, you, once you recognize those are God's bumpers in life, you stop working against those things, and those things start working for you. You can actually take aim at the bumper and use it to <laughs> uh, hit a strike every time. Uh, but listen, a river has so much force uh, that it needs the riverbanks to direct that force and to channel that strength of that, uh, of that river of life. And uh, by having boundaries, uh, fish can live in that environment. By having boundaries, plants can grow in that. Uh, that force of that river can be um, tapped into uh, to create uh, energy, and, and boats can sail on those uh, currents, and, and, uh, and much can happen with that versus a spill <clears throat> with no boundaries, uh, just doing whatever. And I want to encourage you, God has put boundaries and timings uh, and ebbs and flows uh, don't get frustrated with that. Just continue to walk by faith and not by sight and know that something good is about to happen. God is in control of my moments. He's in control of everything. You know, I encourage you to read Psalm chapter 5. <clears throat> Psalm chapter 5 is David uh, talking about how he gets up in the morning and he is disciplined about spending that morning time in prayer and in, in the scriptures, and a sacrifice of praise. It's a very simple equation, uh, but it's a secret uh, to success that many people are looking for. The, the secret is God first. You know, uh, I've preached a whole message on Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. Everything you do in the beginning, God. God is first. God is, uh, uh, he's the key. He's your key to success. He's your key to prosperity. He's your key to fulfilling destiny. He's your key to everything. God first. David in Psalm 5 said he gets up early in the morning 
and he thanks God for the day. He lays out his sacrifice of thanksgiving. Uh, you know, and the Bible says we enter his gates with thanksgiving. And then he lays out his sacrifice of praise. We enter his courts with praise. And then God begins to lay out revelation to him and begin to speak to him. And so that is a key uh, to living this life. In the beginning, God. I want to encourage some of you. You really are just moments away from God opening a door that no man can shut. You're moments away, and you've got a choice in front of you in this in this moment of change of chapter, in this moment of transition. The page is turning. Which way are you going to go? Are you going to go the way that you've been going and circle that mountain again, or are you going to go into the promised land and possess your inheritance? That means battle. It means facing off with giants. It means robbing the beehives in order to get honey and milking the cows in order to get milk in the land that flows with milk and honey. Uh, you've got to parch the corn. You've got to do the work. You're, you've come and, you're coming to, the, to another level. And in order to get the inheritance that God has for you, you're going to have to fight a little bit of a battle. But listen, if God be for you, who can be against you? And if you read in, in the book of Joshua, uh, Joshua chapter 5 and verse 10, it says that more were killed by hailstones from heaven than were killed by the, by the edge of the sword of Joshua and all the children of Israel. In other words, God will fight for you, and God will win the battle for you. And were it not for God, you wouldn't win that battle. And so God fights, and he is a warrior, and he is fighting for you, and he's ready to take you into your promised land so that you can possess what God wants you to possess, do what you're called to do, and be who God's called you to be. Amen? Amen. Well, I just want to uh, encourage you. Uh, this is a very powerful uh, guest that we're about to introduce, and uh, it is a, a wonderful, wonderful story of the miraculous hand of our Father at work. And uh, miracles follow this man. Miracles. I mean, genuine miracles. And I want to encourage you, shut things off, pay attention. This is going to be such a powerful uh, conversation, and it will inspire you to step out of the box of limitation and begin to let God do the impossible with you. Amen? Amen. Speak life. Uh, I want to encourage you to make welcome with me tonight my good friend and my brother in Christ, Philip Cameron. Welcome with me, Philip Cameron. Philip, thank you so much for uh, being with us today. Welcome to Speak Life. We are so privileged to have you with us here today, and uh, I'm blessed to know you uh, and, and you. know your ministry over the years. And uh, But why don't you introduce yourself to our audience and tell us a little bit about your ministry. Well, first and foremost, I don't speak like you. I'm a Scotsman. I speak proper <laughs> English, and y'all are the foreigners. That, let's get that out of the way straight away, all right? Yes. My name is Philip Cameron. I am from Scotland. I am the first generation in 200 years that has lived without being an alcoholic. Our family were, all of them were drunks in our little town in Scotland. And two young preachers came to our town and had six weeks of services, and a and a barber, a hairdresser, a barber called Rob Brown's bedroom. He took out the bed and the the chest of drawers and the wardrobe, put a few chairs in, and these two young boys straight out of Bible school 
preached in that place for six weeks and had 96 converts. Wow. 67 of them were Camerons. Wow. And God swept a whole bunch of drunks into the kingdom of God. And I'll tell you what, we have never got over it after all these years. <laughs> and um, so um, that's, that's where I come from. We came to America in 1969. And we were filled with the Holy Spirit. God began to give us praise songs. And, and when we came here wow. first, my dad came in 66. The church sang hymns, basically. And um, we were given these, these short praise choruses from the Holy Spirit. And we came over here and um, literally introduced that kind of music into the church. Wow. And so uh, we've been here for, I've been here for 53 years and I've completely lost my accent. I sound just yeah. like y'all. <laughs> yes, you do. We'll, oh, come on. We'll go with that. <laughs> but you are a singer and you've had some pretty favorable music ministry positions. And, and uh, I, <coughs> excuse me, I saw a, um, a video clip of you singing on uh, the Praise the Lord uh, show with Jim Baker years ago. And sure, uh, yeah. Yeah. tell us about that. What was that like? Well, we we were how we met Jim Baker was we were in Greenwood, Mississippi, in a, in a church service, and um, we were having supper with the pastor afterwards. And there was a TV, a little TV on on the chest of, on the drawers, and uh, and and the table. And uh, this guy was on TV. And I said, "Oh, if that's Jim Baker," he says, "We were on the Seven Hundred Club with him many years ago, and the the, the Spirit of God fell and." When they, when they first went to the 700 Club, my, I was there, my father was there. They were there, uh, meant to be for the last 15 minutes of this telethon that they were having. And um, the Camerons went on and the, Spirit, the Holy Ghost fell. And they were there at 5 o'clock in the morning. 300 <laughs> people walked to the studio and gave their hearts to Jesus uh, right through the night. Wow. In fact, it was in um, Pat Robertson's book, Shouted from the Rooftops. That, that night he, he, he yes. told of it. Wow. And um, so I says, I said, well, call him and tell me you're, you're watching him. He said, oh, he won't remember us. So I picked up, I asked if I could call. So I, I, I picked up the phone and called and um, told him, Simon Cameron's watching. My dad's name is Simon. And uh, so in, in two minutes later, Jim Baker said, stop everything. Simon Cameron, I know you're on watching me right now. If you don't call me back right now. I'm, I'm not going to talk till until we get to heaven. And I said, see, I told you. And uh, so my father <laughs> called back, and the next day we were on the PTL club. And wow. um, that was, dear Lord, that was 40-odd years, 50 years ago. Wow. And uh, I, I may, I'm still his friend. I'm on the board of his ministry. He, he now has a ministry in Branson. Yes. And uh, we, we made 12 albums. But my life changed, and this is, this is what's important, Marty. My life changed from being a singer uh, many years ago, I was sitting one day in my office, and have, have you ever been in a situation when the Lord is telling you something and you don't really know what it is, but and you don't, you're waiting to hear from Him? Yes. And uh, I, I, I was in my office one day, and I said, "Lord, show me what it is. Please tell me what it is I'm missing." Mm. And he's, and I heard His voice. He said, "I'll show you." And I had a vision. And if you know me, I'm a very down to earth guy. I'm not a, I'm not a guy that hears God speak every five minutes. <laughs> I, I, that's just, I guess Scotsmen don't do that. But I had a vision of, of like, a, it was like a, a conveyor belt of humanity. And all of 
all of humanity was on this conveyor belt moving through eternity, toward, through time towards eternity. Mm. And everyone was busy living, getting married, and, and just, just life. And I began to understand as I'm watching that there, this, this thing's moving, this conveyor belt is actually going somewhere. And I began to be concerned. And then when, I, when that realization dawned on me, I had a bird's eye view of the thing, like I was a drone, and, and I saw we were actually moving. And I looked towards the end of our direction, which we were traveling, and I, and I saw people falling off the end of this conveyor belt. Mm. And I heard them falling into hell, screaming. Wow. I, I, I've heard damned people scream. Yeah, wow. And I began to scream, and, and I, I said, stop this, stop it, stop. And the Lord says, they'll never, they'll never laugh again. They'll never know rest again. They'll never know peace again. And, and I began, I mean, it was horrendous. And at that second, he took me back to Scotland. I'd just come back from Scotland. And I was with my brother. And we drove past the graveyard where my newly deceased grandmother, my mom's mom, was just had been buried. The flowers were still fresh on her grave. Mm. And he took me back in this vision to sitting in the car with my brother, Neil. I had fish and chips on my knee. I would go out to the fish and chip shop. <laughs> the BBC was on the radio. And I relived this moment from two weeks before. And uh, the Lord said, see your grandmother. She's not in that grave. She's in hell. My grandmother died in my mother's arms, blaspheming God as my mom tried to lead her to Jesus. Mm. And I began to weep. And, and I says, God, please give me consolation. And he says, when it comes to hell, there is no consolation. Wow. And then he took me and he began to reveal the promise of God from Genesis to Revelation concerning his plan for household salvation. Yes. Noah built an ark for the saving of his family. <clears throat> As for me and my house, I, I'm a Cameron. My name is Cameron. If you, if you know my name, it's Scotland. I'm of the house of Cameron. Mm. Philip is not my name. Philip is what is, I, can, I could have been called Simon after my father or John or Alex. That's all family names. But it's the Cameron part that makes me who I am. Yeah. And I've so the scripture, I've redeemed you and I've called you by your name. Mm. So that's God's plan is for your, your family to get saved. Yes. And in our situation, my dad's brother, Michael, was the first Cameron saved up in the north of Scotland. An American mm. boat had been torpedoed by the Nazis and beached on an island called Stroma. You can Google it, S-T-R-O-M-A, Stroma. Wow. And he was up there breaking this American boat to put it back to the munitions factory in England. And one day he was sitting, waiting for a bus to take him to a bar in a tea room, which is also the bus stop. And there was a piece of paper be be between two salt and paper, pepper shakers. And he picked up the paper and it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Mm. And that young man, an alcoholic at 21, was born again instantly. Wow. And he began to pray for our family, and that's when we all got saved. So if someone's watching today, Marty, my promise and God's promise from Genesis to Revelation, as for me and my house, yes. we will serve the Lord. Amen. Amen. Wow. That's incredible. Incredible stuff. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. So you've, you've, the whole family saved. You have this incredible singing ministry, and then... Something happens, and you begin to shift in ministry, and and uh, you you really are 
what I would describe to, uh, to others as a kingdom man. Uh, you're doing the work of the kingdom. You know, Jesus said, I must be about my father's business. And, yeah, you know, whenever I've, whenever I've talked with you or, or visited, visited with you, uh, that is what just exudes from you. Uh, is that you must be about the Father's business. Absolutely. And, uh, Nothing and, more uh, important. And so you've expanded yeah. ministry, and, and God has providentially positioned you many times now and uh, to expand your ministry. Tell us a little bit about what's going on, what, what's going on in your ministry today. Well, let me get back to household <laughs> salvation. I wrote a book. Yes. I think it's here in my studio. I wrote this book called Full House. Yes, and I, I spoke about this on, on some television. Pro we sold three hundred thousand copies of this one book on how to get your wow. family saved, and that wow. was before Amazon. That that's 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 selling it the old-fashioned <laughs> way, and you'll know that that's quite a sales if you if you're selling a, a, a Christian book. And uh, yes. so I was I was in my mid thirties, in a gorgeous house with a black Mercedes Benz in the drive and a pool in the backyard. I spent. Every Easter in Hawaii and six weeks in Scotland, and all the the, the things I all my bucket lists was checked off at thirty five years of age. Wow! Everything I wanted to do was done. Mm. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, I was bored. I was on all the TV shows. I was on the Richard Roberts program, All Roberts program, PTL, TBN. I I, I was going the rounds. I was doing telethons, and and uh, I thought, wow, this is you know a nicer <laughs> car, a bigger house. And yeah. one day my dad called me from Scotland and I, I picked up the phone and he said, there are babies dying. Mm. I says, what are you talking about babies dying? He says, I'm watching the BBC right now in Romania. There's orphanages and there are babies dying. I says, oh, that's so sad. Now he, can't, he, he just had cancer surgery, a, a large melanoma on his back. And we didn't know how, how many stages it had gone. And, and so the, 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 the Results hadn't come back, and his wound had, had festered and burst. Mm -hmm. So he had this body thing on to stop him twisting, and all he could do was sit and read or watch the TV. And I said, Dad, I said, that's terrible. And he was weeping. He was upset. And I said, look, don't get yourself, don't, don't, don't leave this. This is not what we do. Just leave it. And so the next night the phone rang, it was him again. There are babies dying. I said, Dad, you told me this yesterday. Let me point something out. You're sick. I'm busy. Leave this thing alone. Yeah. Next night he called me. There yeah. are babies dying. What do you plan to do? I says, I'll send it. I'll give the Red Cross $100. Stop <laughs> this. The next night he called. He said, I'm going. I've been in church tonight. I brought some cans of food. And I told them that you and me are going to Romania. Wow. I says, are you out of your mind? He says, yep. And if I die on the way, it's your fault. <laughs> Seriously. I said, for crying out loud, man, what are you doing to me? <coughs> cancer services flew home to Scotland. The local press had said there's a cancer-stricken pastor going to Romania. The whole town brought us stuff. Wow. Hundreds of tons of clothes and food. So we ended up going in a convoy and uh, got, got to Romania, found this orphanage, and got to the, got to the door. I was carrying, I can, as I'm talking to you, I was carrying a box of powdered milk, baby formula milk. And I walked through these doors and the smell of human waste, mm. ammonia from urine burned my eye. And I dropped, I dropped the, the, the milk on the floor and ran back outside. 
And I was literally gagging and gasping for breath. That's how strong the odor was. I'm, wow. As I'm talking, I can still smell it. And my father came back out and he says, you get in there. I says, nope. I says, you wanted to go see an orphanage? There you are. Off you go. I'll wait out here. He says, no. He says, you're going in there. Mm-hmm. And I says, I, I know I'm not. He says, yes, you are. He says, don't you embarrass these people. They live like this all the time. I says, look, if I stay here, I'm innocent. If I go in through those doors, I'm guilty and I'm not going to go. And he grabbed me by my, my sleeve. And he says, well, you're going to have to be guilty. And he pulled me, listen to me, Wow. into my destiny. Yes. He pulled me into my destiny. And sometimes God uses the most ridiculous means to get you to your destiny. Walk around this hellacious place. Went up the stairs. Salon number five is on the door. Walked in through the door. There's 30 screaming kids in metal cribs mm. painted with lead paint. Horsehair mattresses. And mm. right in the middle of all these screaming kids, there's a wee boy's face looking at me. And the Holy Ghost spoke to me and he said, that's your son. Mm. I said, I looked at my dad. I said, dad, look at that boy. And he said uh, in Scottish, ah, he's a bonny boy. I says, no, no, no. I says, I says, no, no, no. I says, God wants me to adopt him. And, uh, that was it. I went over and I picked him up, naked from the waist down, covered in his own waist. Mm. And I said to him, I said, look, I don't know. I know you don't understand me. He, he, he hardly spoke Romanian, never mind English. I says, whatever it takes, however long it takes, I will never forget you. And I'm coming back to get you. Mm. And that little waif, was 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 am- amalgamated into my heart and i was mm-hmm. back in six weeks and i was back in six weeks again and back in six weeks and while i'm going back to see if he's okay i discovered that I, I i took some paint off the crib and had it analyzed lead paint he's been oh there since he was two weeks old and he's yeah. been teething on lead paint <clears throat> i thought oh my lord I, I need to change so i i bought 200 new cribs and had wow. them handmade in wood and then one day I went in and they're all sitting on a blanket with big coffee cans, the big size coffee cans. And, and the cans had been opened with those old fashioned camp, camping style uh, can, opener. can openers. Yeah. And all their bottoms were cut with the rim oh. of the coffee can. Oh. And I thought, oh my goodness. So I, I called my dad. I said, dad, we've got to get, we've got to get toilets. So we bought little children-sized toilets and trucked them from Scotland all the way 2,500 miles to Romania. Mm. Flew two plumbers over. I spent the whole night putting all the systems together and the handle and, and, and gave it to the plumbers and they were fitting them in all the way around the place. And in the morning discovered there was no sewage system. There was no pipes. Mm. And we had to go and get pipes shipped from Germany. And so what happened was this year between I found him and I adopted him, I did all these things, the roof leaks, so I replaced the roof, it painted all the building. And what happened wow. was in the year between me finding him for my purpose, he found me for my purpose mm. or his purpose rather. And that, that is over 200 trips ago. Wow. So we went to Romania 
And then one day my dad called again. And he says, I want you to go to Moldova. I says, where is Moldova? He says, it's not far away. It's just one country over. And we went to Moldova and we discovered there that a girl and a boy at 16 is put out of the orphanage. Oh, wow. And traffickers get them. Wow. And use them 30 to 50 times a day. Oh. One girl earns $300,000 a year for her captor. So now we have homes in Moldova and in Ukraine. You've been hearing about Ukraine. Yes. Um, right now, feeding and caring for these kids. We get them from the orphanage. We put them back into school. And three or four weeks ago, one of our kids uh, graduated as a doctor. Wow. And I'm so, Praise the from Lord. The, from, the, from the garbage heap, yeah. from the garbage heap. To becoming doctors and psychologists and um, so we have, a, we have a village called Vatra village Vatra means hearth as in a hearth a home and a hearth and home yes and uh, I, I brought a video if you'd like to show it yes it, it would let them let what? the folk understand visually as to what we do okay uh, so where is this video taking place this is Vatra village this is in Moldova Moldova this okay. is what we Yes, yeah, this is what we did before Ukraine exploded in war just a few months ago. But this will give the folks an idea of what we do every day in our ministry. Okay. Today creates another orphan, another soul shattered another cycle of life that faces nothing but adversity. On a struggle for recovery, alcohol becomes a brief escape from it all. Today, abuse slips into a family for the first time, leaving trails of fear and trauma. And then the stench of poverty engulfs you, a raw state of desperation that makes you vulnerable. Lord, into a life of unimaginable exploitation, and so it goes and goes, a downward spiral that sets your life of suffering on repeat. Innocent lives become trapped in an endless loop of desperation. I was born into a family not only stricken by poverty, but also by disease. I had no notion of dreams and hopes. There was pain and there was hard work. I must say, 
There were many moments when I wondered if my father had been alive, if things would have been different. Since I can remember, my mother has suffered. The more time went by, the more the disease took over her body and her mind. At one point, she just gave up on everything and started spending most of her time in bed. My mother's disability pension wasn't enough to cover our expenses. And most of the time, we had to choose between pain medication, food, or firewood for winter. I often went to bed hungry and in pain. Most nights, I held my mother's hand through her pain while also hoping we wouldn't freeze to death in our house. The orphan's hand has given me the safety of a home and an opportunity for an education, something I never thought I would have. I no longer go to bed hungry and in pain. They have given me the opportunity to wake up every morning and work on my dreams to become a doctor. My and my mother's future has completely changed. Natalia is only a few months away from becoming a doctor. She has made it. We have cared for her and her mom for almost six years. The cycle has been broken. This is the reason the orphan's hands exists. To break the cycle of devastation, to save young souls before it is too late. With your faithful giving, we are breaking chains of generations that have held everything they know in bandage. One life, one heart at a time. Today redeems an orphan heart. It heals, it guides, it draws near. It gives refuge, love, and comfort in a place that God holds dear. One dollar a day to give them a place where love and kindness, care and comfort can and does change the direction of a lost heart away from the traffic circles of loss into the highway of hope. Please, give them the gift of a different today. Wow. It's amazing, amazing work right there. Philip, it's that, just that incredible. Our, that's our village called Vatra Village. All of those houses are our, our homes. Wow. You know, uh, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans that I have for you, declares yeah. the Lord, plans to prosper you, not harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And, uh, you know, I look at that, <clears throat> and that's what comes to my heart. You know, God has a powerful plan for each one of them. Absolutely. And, uh, and God wants to give them a hope and a future and, and wants to prosper them and uh 
uh, here's a young girl that went through all of that and is now becoming a doctor. Has she, did she become a doctor? Yes, she graduated a few weeks ago, and that's the her name is Natalia. Wow. And uh, what we we were uh, alerted about her mother, not her, and our team went to the house with food and with um, wood for the fire. Wow. And this little girl is sitting, as you saw her, and that 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 was her mother. That is her home. That wasn't acted out. That's that's her situation. Wow. And uh, this little girl sitting in this room. And the mother is bedridden, and uh, our kids are putting on the fire and bringing food in and stuff. And they, they, they spend some time, and they noticed, and they started talking to this wee girl, and discovered that she was she was I mean a genius, not just a clever girl, but she is a, a genius. Wow. And she had no no way out of that village, no way out of that house. So our ministry has cared for her mother for six years. While she went to school, medical school for six years, and um, she graduated about three weeks ago now, and uh, she she and a, a several other girls. One of the girls is a psychologist, and one's got a master in um, she she um, interprets for the French embassy, and they all got together and have this wee apartment now in Kishnau, and it was like <laughs> your kids leaving home. It was terrible, yeah. joyful but terrible at the same time. But that's what oh we're doing goodness. every day. In fact, I, I was told today there's 25 more new kids coming in. And oh uh, so it, wow. it, it never it never ends. It's it's just a miraculous cycle of, of grace and mercy. And uh, so they come to us as orphans. And in being with us, they become sons and daughters. Yes. And then they become missionaries. And and um, if, mm. if you'll allow me, we, this whole thing in Ukraine that exploded, we have a yes. home in Ukraine. My wife and I yes. were coming back from Moldova through Atlanta airport. The immigration officer asked us where we'd be, and I said, we're coming back from Moldova. And he said, Moldova? I said, yeah. He says, that's weird. He says, man, he said, this is crazy. I just transferred up from the Caribbean, and we intercepted a container from Odessa, in Ukraine with 38 Moldovan girls in it. Mm. Now you go look at the map from Odessa in the Black Sea all the way across to, to the Caribbean. Mm. And uh, I, I, we went back and we we're waiting for our, our luggage to come and I was quiet and, and Chris says, does this mean we're going to Ukraine? I said, yep, we're going to Ukraine. So we have a home in Ukraine that we've had to abandon because yeah. of the Russian shelling, and we moved our girls to 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 the to Vatra village that you just saw in the video. Yes. And um, but today we were planning and, and reopening Odessa whenever the the, the threat of the, the Russian uh, attacks um, subside. So, uh, and is we're going. I wanted to talk a little bit about you. You have some um, programs that you do uh, with blankets and that sort of thing. Uh, yes. Through the orphans' hands. And because uh, many in our audience, they would love to participate and 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 uh, and help finance uh, some of what you're doing there. Yeah. Uh, but in that particular, we were talking uh, off camera before this about uh, winter is coming, and uh, yeah. we know winter to come in December, January uh, is when yeah. it's going to really get cold. Uh, but winter yeah. starts there, you said, in just a few weeks. October. The, the, the weather turns in October. And uh, it, it can get to 30 degrees below zero. 
in oh Moldova. Gosh. People freeze to death regularly in Ukraine. I mean, it, mm. it is deadly. When I'm talking cold, I'm not talking about chilly night. I'm talking about stop your breathing kind of weather. Mm. So there are 10 million displaced people from Ukraine right now because of the Russian invasion. 10 million. Mo Wow. 10 million, 490,000 of them came to little poverty. Moldova, where we work, is the poorest country in all of Europe. Mm. There's two and a half million people in Moldova, and there are now 490,000 refugees in Moldova. Wow. So the system can't bear it. So yesterday, one of our teams came back from um, Ukraine and called me. Her, her name is Nadia. The, She's one of our, she, in fact, she's the leader in Moldova. And she said, she says, they, they called my wife, Chrissy, mom, and myself, dad. And she says, dad, she says, this is a dire situation. She says, God help these people when winter comes. There's yeah. no heating. There's no water in their, their houses because the water's been bombed. Russia yeah. is grinding across Ukraine. They're mm. grinding it into the ground. And, and the news has stopped covering it over here. It's, it's no longer on the news. Yeah. And, uh, so she, she said to me, she says, I, I don't know what's going to happen. This was yesterday. I don't know what's going to happen as far as these, these people. And um, what, we, have a, we have a minute. We've been doing this already since it started uh, six months ago. And that is we provide blankets. We, we found a factory in Moldova that makes these great big quilts. I mean, they're oversized quilts. Yes. And we, we order them in lots of a thousand. They cost $20 a quilt. So it's $20,000 per, per batch that we order. Mm. And these, these moms, if you, if you can imagine this, if you're watching this, imagine yourself. A tank shows up at the bottom of your driveway and puts a shell through your house or the neighbor's house. And you've got two minutes to grab your kids and run for your life. So they grab in a bag, put passports or whatever they can identify themselves with, and they run. Their husbands are, are called up to fight the Russians. If you're 18 to 65, you can't leave the country. You are stuck to fight and die. You have no option. So the mothers leave with their kids, walk, catch a bus, drive the car till the gas runs out. But they get to the border. And when they get to the border, and, and when it first started, our kids were part of the of the people helping these tens of thousands of people coming. A wave in the middle of a blizzard snowstorm. Moms with their kids crying left. In, in a moment, they've lost their house. They've lost their job. They've lost their car. They've lost their education. They've lost their husband. Everything's gone in, in wow. two minutes. Wow. And uh, so... We we are in a situation. We, we need to we need to order more blankets. We've kind of put it off just now because it's summertime. It's it's, it's the weather's not bad over there. But it dawned on us yesterday that we have eight weeks before winter starts progressing back into Ukraine. Yes, and we are desperately believing God for coats, blankets, and um, we want to send containers from here in Tennessee all the way across to um, Ukraine and Moldova so our kids yes. and our teams there can distribute these things. It takes a month for a container to get from here to there. So mm. that it, you can imagine now the time compression that we're facing. And uh, we just need, we just need a, all we need is a miracle, Marty. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, 
I believe you've been fashioned and created by God, every one of us, uh, to do something specifically that nobody else can do. And there's no such thing as a wasted life. Uh, You know, people Mm -hmm. may not know the full plan that God has for their lives, and really nobody does. We're all walking by faith and following Jesus, being led by the Holy Spirit. Uh, But it's amazing that God has had you in the right place at the right time for the right reason in the right season. And you have, uh, God God has had this being set up in stages, uh, knowing that this war with Ukraine was going to come. And, and, uh, and so you were right there at the front door. Uh, and so Absolutely. when, when they all started coming across, uh, from what I understand, you were the first people on the ground right there to greet them as they crossed the border. What's crazy is that we've discovered over the years, decades now, that the quickest way to break an orphan's, the orphan spirit in someone, not the orphan spirit, but the orphan spirit that lives in your heart, is to get them to give. Yes. So what we did, as soon as they come to us, we get them on outreach. So they they feed widows, they give clothes to families, they Mm. give toys to kids. And they'll give more stuff away in a day than they've seen in their lifetime. Wow. And by doing so, it, it breaks that lack need inside them. Yes. So for years and years, our kids have been doing this as a matter of course. So when this refugee situation developed, mm. our kids were the first ones there. They were cooking meals. They were doing what they've done for years. It, it was no big deal to them because that's what, that's what we do. And uh, so God prepositioned us. 33 years we've been waiting in place. It's amazing. For this moment to happen. It's mind-blowing. Wow. It is absolutely. Mind-blowing. You know, <laughs> it is. the kingdom of God is a kingdom of compassion and passion. Yeah. And, uh, God, you know, the Bible says God is love and his nature and his character is compassion. And he's yeah, passionate absolutely. about caring for us. He's got a covenant commitment uh, and and we have royal blood, uh, God's DNA in us. And and uh, but the the Bible continues to say that the greatest in the kingdom is the one who learns to serve and love the most. That's who is the greatest. The one who yeah. who loves and serves the most and becomes the least in the kingdom. And so, uh, I believe we are called to be the hands of the Lord to to love Absolutely. to to hold to heal uh to do the work of the kingdom and uh, like i said uh, what i know about you is that you're always about your father's business and uh and there is this, no other business <laughs> there is no other business and and uh, to hear these these kids going from a uh, a life of uh, an aimless uh life of abuse to uh significance and having uh being someone who's who's needed and uh it's just it's mind-blowing to and to see yeah. that they're going on to become doctors and and uh and, uh, incredible kingdom people uh this is so uh so vital to the kingdom of god we need to shift our hearts uh and become more compassionate uh, and, I agree. And, and that is so true. It, it, you know, the, there's such a business of of church that people forget the compassion. And you know what you said is true. I I myself grew up very uh, 
in deep poverty, and a church reached out and helped our family and gave. They just started by giving food and blankets and things to us. We had nothing. We lived in an abandoned house and deep poverty after my father passed. Uh, but then I wanted to give immediately. I wanted to do more. I wanted to not just go to the church, but I wanted to serve, and I wanted to see how could I help others. And uh, mm. it is, it's, it's a, a shift in their mind. It, it helps them to embrace the kingdom of God in, in such a, on such a different level, you know. Uh, but, you know, Jesus said, whatsoever things you've done to the least of these, my brethren, that's what you did to me. When I was hungry, you gave me food. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. When I was a stranger, you took me in. When I was naked, you clothed me. When I was sick, you visited me. When I was in prison, you came to me. You know, uh, I I think the Lord really was covering everything. Everything. Uh, Yeah. uh, And so he he might as well have said, if war breaks out in Ukraine uh, and people's homes are bombed to rubble and they have nothing, provide what you can for them, do what you can, feed them, clothe them, give them blankets, uh, give them uh, water to drink, clean water to drink, you know. Uh, Whatever you do to them, you did it to me. And so that that compassion, you know, I'm I'm choked up thinking about it and talking about it, but I hear an alarm in the spirit, <laughs> like the fire alarm there. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I think uh, it's time for the church to come up to another level. It's time for the church to get beyond uh, contemporary Christianity and, uh, and to begin to be the hands of Jesus and begin to do the work of I the agree. kingdom. Uh, and we're a kingdom. Uh, we're, we're a family. And those are our yes. brothers and sisters. And uh, it's important that we recognize that and begin to move forward. Do something. Well, and here you are, one man, one man, yeah. just with just with a heart to say, okay, here I am, Lord, use me. And look what the Lord has done. And what's amazing is I, what, what, what astonishes me, when I started this, I, Chris and I had two kids of our own, natural kids. And I preached any more than two kids. You can't feed them. You can't educate them. You can't, you know. And and suddenly I meet this little boy in this orphanage. So I I flew back to to to, uh, to to Montgomery, Alabama, with a picture, a little black and white picture. It's on this book, actually. I'm not selling books. I promise. But this that that was the, that little black and white picture. That's Andrew standing in his crib. Wow. And I said to Chrissy, I says, "Do you want another baby?" And she almost fainted because I I mean I was adamant any more than two kids yeah. and I showed her the picture and uh, it was just it was miraculous how God opened her heart because she she hadn't seen him she'd never she mm. she saw him the day we took him out of the orphanage yeah and she um took in her arms wow. like she was like he was hers from the first moment and then mm. 12 months later we had our, another child um, naturally so we f- we went from two kids to four kids in 12 months and here I am now, all the, these years later, and it has put purpose in all of my family that we're all committed to this amazing cause, this adventure that we're on that never feels like work, never feels tiring it, because there's always something else to do. And, 
and like yesterday with this coat situation today it's a crisis yeah but tomorrow is going to be a miracle yeah because your crisis <clears throat> holds the ingredients for your miracle yeah so if you, if someone's watching us today and your life is in a terrible crisis right now it's okay god god's got you yeah. and the the crisis you're going through is all the it's the flour and the milk and the eggs and the sugar and the salt it's it's in the mix that will come into a miracle so as i said we, we learned yesterday about this coat dilemma and 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 the cold weather that's coming i don't know what's going to happen between now and the miracle but i promise you the miracle is coming yes because the crisis is the beginning point for the miracle that your that your life might be in right now you know the the chinese word for crisis is made up of two words that are that are laid over each other and one hmm. word is chaos and crisis the other word uh, defined is hidden opportunity and so in oh, the wow. midst of crisis there's a hidden wow. opportunity for a miracle for god to do something and uh, i have found so that true. that in the midst of a crisis if you just give god the opportunity he can take everything that the enemy meant for harm and turn it around, do something yeah. miraculous and give you the credit for it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's incredible what God does and how he does it. And, and he's a good father. And the only father. thing, our ingredient is obedience. Mm. The yeah. Bible says his strength is made perfect in weakness. So God, there's no weakness in God. So the, the, the weakness is in me. So God's ingredient, the extra ingredient to God's, to God's strength is my weakness. And so, so when I come along with my frailty and say, yep, I'll believe God for this. I'll try. I'll build a village. I'll, I'll rescue kids. I'll find blankets. What happens is God says, now there's the ingredient I've been waiting for, the obedient ingredient and yes. the faithful ingredient. Yes. And that's when God moves heaven and earth to get to where you are. So let's say there's 30,000 people or more watching right now, and they don't have to go out, get a passport, figure out the logistics, uh, organize all this. They don't have to do, all they have to do is buy a blanket uh, or support a child, uh, you know, feeding a child sure. for for a dollar a day or whatever it is yeah. there. Uh, they don't have to go through all of that. God's already set up a vehicle. Uh, through, all that's been done. Through True. the orphan's hands. And, yeah. uh, and, and he's been setting this up for, and, and I know we talked about this off camera, but, uh, you know, the people are, are and, the, and I want to talk about this on camera. Let me say it that way. Uh, because people are apprehensive about, uh, charities nowadays. There's so many charlatans sure. out there, and uh, you know, you give a dollar to one organization, and you find out that uh, 13 cents of that dollar went to uh, the actual yeah. cause. Uh, That's so true. So I'm saying that to say here we're we're going to present opportunity uh, for people to connect to you and into the ministry there, and uh, out of every dollar. Uh, how much does go to the field work? Anyone that designates a gift right now. Now, we have running expenses, 
But if someone is watching just now and says, I want to buy a blanket, a blanket's $20. Yeah. A thousand blankets, $20,000. Yeah. If they say this is for Ukraine or this is for the kids in, U- in Moldova, 100, 100 cents out of every dollar that someone were to call in or give through this program and, and say, this, when someone earmarks something for Moldova or earmarks something for U- Ukraine, yes. it goes in a completely separate fund, totally different um, for dispersion, and it, 100 cents is spent in Ukraine or in Moldova, or if I've got to buy something here that's not there, mm-hmm. Then, then, like for example, a container of of blankets or or clothes will cost ten thousand dollars. We would spend that money here to get the container, of course, to Ukraine. Um, yes. You know, with, with the stuff in it. But if if they give one hundred cents of the money that they earmark and designate to this mission, it goes all one hundred one hundred pennies of the yes. dollar goes there. It's powerful. And that's what really why I wanted to say that, because, uh, you know, Jesus said, let the little children come to me and don't forbid them. Yeah. For such is the Absolutely. kingdom of God. And uh, whoever Absolutely. does, whoever receives the kingdom of God like a little child uh, will by no means enter, who, who does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will by no means enter it. You know, no means. Uh, what happens is people become adults, they become jaded uh, they become apprehensive, but you know, children yeah. are just willing to to trust, willing to do uh, yeah. whatever the adult is saying. And uh, and so Jesus was was saying, if if you'll just let them come to me, if you'll if you'll handle things like they handle things, uh, you'll yeah. see great things in the kingdom happen right before your very eyes. And uh, and that's what I see when I look at you. I, I see somebody that doesn't try to. You, you, not that you're, not that you're um, uh, handling things without any uh, management or care of things, but you just are willing to say, "I trust you, God. Let's go do this and watch how God and does it." And what's thrilling to me, Martin, the, the greatest thing, uh, all the stuff that we do, you, you, you can do it. Yeah. But the thing that, that blows my mind is that the kids that now I found 16 years ago. There's a young lady called Nadia, and um, I found her on a park bench in an orphanage. We, we, we oh. replaced 390 windows in this orphanage. In fact, the video that you saw, the very first few seconds of that video, all of those windows we replaced in the largest orphanage in Moldova. Mm. And after, after we'd done this, the, the director took us outside, and there was 18 girls on a park bench. It was in the video as well. And he said, they all must go. I said, where are they going? And he went... Mm. And that was the day I discovered about trafficking. Mm. And we, we, we only had space. We built one house for other kids from an orphanage. And um, I, I said to my wife, Chrissy, standing in front of these girls, I said, how, how many of these kids can we take? And our face turned white. And she says, um, if we don't use the computer room and we put beds in there, we can take three. Mm. And I turned back to 18 girls and had to choose three out of 18, Nadia, the girl who's now in charge in Moldova, was one of the three girls. 
So the thing that thrills me the most is that these orphans and waifs that everyone said were garbage and nothing and they were trash and the, and the people in the orphanage every day, your mother doesn't want you, your father doesn't want you, you're garbage, you're nothing. Nothing plus nothing will always be nothing. They are now the leaders and they're the ones that are going to Ukraine and they're the ones that are having these rescue teams going out that no one else wanted. But God saw them in their raw state and said, there's gold in that heart. Yeah. And um, to, that's, that's what I've got out of it. The thrill I've got out of it is kids that I, I found when no one wanted them are now leading this ministry and doing the work of, of, of grace in, in all of these people's lives. It's, it's mind-blowing. Yeah. These, this is what the Bible calls the unsearchable riches of Christ. And Absolutely. The, the fellowship of the mystery. Uh, you know, it's mis- it's mysterious how God uh, just works through the 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 uh, willing hearts, and yeah, uh, always. And then it, that same passage it talks about how, as we do that, we make known to the principalities and powers in heavenly places uh, the manifold mm. wisdom of God, and uh, according to His eternal purposes in Christ. You yeah. know, and so I just believe that. Uh, you know, God puts the call out there. You, when Jesus walked by his disciples, choosing his disciples, he didn't He didn't give them a blue light special. Listen, if you'll follow me, these are the benefits that you're going to have. We'll talk about covenant. We'll do, he just said, follow me. And uh, they yes. had to willingly choose uh, to follow him. And I think God gives us those opportunities all the time. Will you follow me here? Will you, will you do this? And then I'm sure of that's it. it. Then it's it's in yep. your heart, and now you get to choose. And uh, but you know oh, every time so every time we choose to do that, uh, we're the ones that receive the blessing, even though we're we're yep. being the blessing. You know, it's it's it is the unsearchable <laughs> riches, right? It's the economy of heaven. Yes. It's the economy. This thing is so crazy. The more you give away, the more you get to keep. The more you try to keep, the more you lose it. He yeah. gives seed to the sower. A sower. David said, I've, I've been everywhere. I've seen, I've done everything, but there's one thing I've never seen. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging bread. Yeah. And that righteousness that comes from Jesus in giving, in caring for people. Don't, don't say to the, the, the hungry, be fed. Feed yeah. them. And yes. once you fed them, you have an open heart for the gospel. Yeah. And that's what we've found over the years. Uh, these kids that, that knew nothing about Jesus, had no clue about salvation, yeah. found a family from Scotland that came from America and walked into their lives. And my wife and I spent, my wife more than me, to be, because she's got much more grace and patience. She spent hundreds of hours doing jigsaws with these orphan kids. And doing the memory things where you flip over horse and a horse and, a, you know, you, you <laughs> yeah. and that's how, that's how we taught them to speak English. That so was how powerful. they learned to speak English. Hundreds of hours. And then when they began to understand enough to communicate with us, they would say, why you love us? Why you love us? Because we kept coming back and kept coming back and kept coming back. Why you love us? And we would say, well, God loves you. Yeah. You know, Jesus, Jesus said, uh, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Yeah, and uh, it, it's 
I believe that's the message that the Holy Spirit is communicating to the church. God's building a yes. church that has to be fearless in the face of yes. what looks like unbelievable odds. Uh, and the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Uh, and he's mm -hmm. given us the keys to the kingdom so that whatsoever things we bind on earth, he'll bind from heaven. Shall. Whatsoever things yes. we loose, loose on earth, he'll loose from heaven. Uh, but it Absolutely. takes the church standing up. Uh, you know, Jesus also said the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, but the violent rise up and take it by force. In other words, we've got to demonstrate dominion. Uh, we're Do king, something. <laughs> we, we're kings in a kingdom, and we, yeah. we've been given authority to make a difference. We've been given the Absolutely. power of the kingdom to make a difference. And uh, it's important that we... Uh, that we begin to rise up and say no where we need to say no and say, God, loose your, your hand of provision here. Loose mercy, yeah. loose love, loose compassion here. God, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven, in this place on earth as it is in heaven. And I believe that's what the ecclesia, the church, is supposed to do is, is to be difference makers. Uh, yes. You know, and... And uh, it, it costs to do that. It costs your time. It costs effort. Uh, but that's, hmm. that's the sacrifice. You know, uh, Romans 12 says, present your body as a living sacrifice, uh, holy and acceptable to God. That's just your reasonable service. You know, you, yes. you serving the Lord isn't just sitting back and going to church on Sunday and hearing a nice message and being kinder to your neighbor or not kicking your dog. You shouldn't do that anyways, but but we're to be transformed by the renewing of our mind and and be Absolutely. able to uh, to walk in a place of authority and dominion and make a difference. At least that's what's big Absolutely. in my heart right now. I, uh, that's the well, message that's, of the that's Holy That's where Spirit. the rubber hits the road. Yeah, that's where the rubber hits the road. You, 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 you can speak. The world is full of words. You can buy a, a newspaper with a million words for a couple of bucks. Yeah. But what God's looking for is demonstration. He wants people yeah. to walk this thing out. Yeah. And, and if, if Jesus judges us. In fact, it's interesting. That scripture that you're referring to about you, I was hungry and you, and you fed me and I was naked and you clothed me. That is a description. Jesus, Jesus gave this description of the, of the final judgment. And it, it, it speaks about the sheep coming to him or, or, or the goats coming and saying, I fed you. And, and Jesus, no, he says, you didn't, when you didn't do it to me, you didn't. You when know, you didn't do it, it to in, them, you didn't do it to me. You didn't do it to me. Yeah. And he casts them out into outer darkness. Yeah. That's Jesus describing the final judgment. That's not the Apostle Paul or Peter. That's Jesus telling you what's going to happen. And wow. if you look at it, there's nothing, there's nothing discussed about grace. Nothing discussed about these things. It was what you do with what you have to reach those in need. And that's what we're judged on. Yes. I, I, I am stunned by all of this in such a wonderful way. I just, I want to do as much as possible. And I want to encourage everybody within the sound of my voice to do something. Uh, you know, some Thank people you. think Thank the... Uh, their offering of $5 or $10 uh, is not good enough or not big enough. Listen, every little bit, every little penny helps. 
And, uh, you know, I, well, I, I believe... found something very, very, I found something very moving when our kids give out these blankets to, to, let, to, to help you understand this woman that we're talking about, this, she's one, there's thousands, tens of thousands of them. They grab their kids and they run and they go to the border and they're put in these great big concrete buildings and they're given a mat on the ground and they, they don't speak Romanian. So they, they, they can't talk to anyone except those, those in the institution in this new world they're living in. They can't travel anywhere. If they have money, it doesn't work there. They can't go to get it changed. They've got kids sitting around them crying. Their husbands are gone. Their life is gone. And we came along and gave them this big quilted blanket, great big thing. And this blanket, when she takes her babies in her arms at night, her whole world is now on this mattress. And she takes yeah. this blanket and she wraps the blanket around her babies. The blanket has become the new walls of our house. The blanket has become the definition of, of all that she's got left in the world. And yeah. to watch these moms get this blanket and take it out of the plastic wrapper that we gave it to them in and, and wrap her kids with the only walls she has left. Yeah. Mm. It is the most moving. And if I could take you, Martin, and stand you beside this woman and say, we did that for 20 bucks. Oh, well, yeah. We I built her a new house for 20 bucks, yeah. basically. It's the most amazing thing, a moving thing I've ever seen. You know, I, I believe God is uh, encouraging people today that they're bigger than what they've allowed themselves to be. And God can take them higher and do more with them than what they've understood that they could do. And, mm. uh, you know, in this moment, I, you look at the world around us, God is shutting a lot of doors that no man can open but I believe in these cases, he opens doors that no man can shut. It's opportunity, mm. hidden opportunity uh, yeah. to, to be a miracle and to release the blessing of the Lord. And, uh, you know, the Bible says it, it's his good, good pleasure to give us the kingdom. And uh, that's what he wants to give to these that are Amen. in need. Uh, and we just need to step out and trust God. And trust that all these things are working together for good, you know. And I believe mm -hmm. some people out there they have, uh, you know, Proverbs thirteen twelve, in the Message translation it says, "Unrelenting disappointment leaves you heart sick, but a sudden good yeah. break can turn your life around." And uh, wow, great you know, scripture! <laughs> yeah, unrelenting That's a great scripture. Unrelenting oh, disappointment Lord. leaves you heart sick, but a sudden yeah. good break can turn your life around. That's what God is giving through this ministry is a sudden good break, turning yeah. their lives around where yeah. they've had unrelenting That's disappointment and their heart sick. No more heart sickness. God has plans. No wasted yes. lives. He's got opportunities. He's got yeah. dreams uh, for each one of these, uh, these uh, orphans, each one of these that are yeah. uh, immigrants. And, and uh, God wants to release a sudden good break. And so... Uh, we want to put your information up there one more time so that folks can write this down and get this down. And the website that uh, that they can go to, what what is the what is the website address? It's very simple. 
the orphans hands the orphans hands.org yes the orphans hands.org because it's the orphans hands that are doing the work it's the it's the orphans hands that are doing the giving they're the ones that are out there and knocking on people's doors and and uh, we've just come back as i said our team just came back from ukraine the other day and uh, we, we just I, I sent a video it's too long for you to show today but it's amazing to watch these orphans in, in a war zone, giving out food to people that have nowhere else to go. It's wow. just the most amazing thing to watch. Is that on I your website it. there? Yes. If, if they go to the orphan's hands, there's all kinds of, of um, videos they can see. And, and, and what we do is this, and this is important for me. Anything yes. that we ever talk about, for example, these coats and blankets, we video document everything we do. Yes. So if a church buys a van for us, we send them the video of their van on the field doing the work. If someone buys coats or blankets or whatever it is, we give video reports so they can enjoy and have the joy of watching what their hand extended has done on the other side of the world. And, 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 and the value of that I found over the years, decades I've done this. It's yeah. not just going into a black hole, some you know ethos thing that we throw it up in the air. Folk can mm -hmm. watch, and, and if you'll have me, I'd love to come back yes. uh, when, when we, we get these blankets and stuff, and, and you can Absolutely. enjoy with me the joy of the miracle of someone watching today will create by faithfulness. So there are two, op two separate opportunities. There is the Blanket Project, uh, yes. where it's $20 for a blanket. And then there is the coats that we want to get uh, car uh, cartons and containers of coats shipped over yes. there within eight weeks. And so, and yes. it's going to take uh, three to four weeks to get that done. So, so we've got, you know, three or four weeks to, to get these gathered and, yes. and the containers. Yes. And, th and then get that, then that'll be there for them for winter. And, and what yes. are the temperatures there in winter? Did we discuss that? Oh, minus, minus 30. It can go down. The first time, the first week I was in Moldova, the very first time my father sent me, mm. he sent me to a town called Tinchest, a girl's handicapped girl's home, 200 girls. And I walked in, and the first thing the director said to me was, have you ever seen a baby freeze to death? Mm. And my mm. stomach turned. And I says, no, no. And, uh, and he says, well, this year so far, this was the 11th of December. Mm. He says, this year so far, 16 of our children have frozen to death. Wow. Their skin stuck to the bars of the crib. Mm. So hard. And that's, that was my introduction to Moldova. And so, so it is, is deadly winters, not just cold winters. Deadly yeah. winters. And Moldova and Vatra village is right there uh, at the border of Ukraine, essentially. Yes. Vatra village is in a town called, a city called Kishna, which is the capital of Moldova. And yeah. it's a three hour drive to Odessa, which is on the Black Sea. Odessa, yes. Marty, Odessa is the most beautiful city you've ever seen in your life. It's called <laughs> the Pearl of the Black Sea. Yeah. And the Russians are bombing it to pieces. History. Mm. Centuries old buildings. Wow. They don't care. It's so sad. <clears throat> well, 
I believe there are people of action that are watching the broadcast right now, and uh, and listening to the podcast, and they're gonna they're gonna respond, and we're gonna see. And so I definitely definitely do want to have you come back uh, with video yeah, footage, and, um, and we would love to have you back as soon as possible. And uh, okay. if not for the whole show, at least a report or something. We. Uh, sure. Pe- people need to know uh, what's going on, and, and uh, well, we've been trying to coordinate this for a number of uh, weeks now. But I'm so <laughs> glad we got this done. Uh, we're both busy, uh, but would you take busy a moment? Guy. Would you take a moment and pray for our audience? And if you feel sure. or if you sense anything so. prophetically, uh, you can feel free to prophesy or, sure. or however you want to flow. Just take a few moments and and uh, sure and uh, pray with us. Well, I would encourage anyone watching this now that your seasons are in God's hands. You've got to understand that he, he, he masters the seasons. That was the first thing he said. Winter comes and spring comes and summer comes, autumn comes. All of man's technology, all of man's ingenuity cannot affect the seasons of God. And I'm here to tell you, and I do prophesize this in your life, that if you'll keep your eyes on him, and don't look at the wind and the waves. Don't look at the naysayers. Don't listen to those who will mock what you're doing when you're trying to build the walls like Nehemiah. Let me tell you what God wants you to do. He wants you to fix yourself, fix your eyes on Christ. Yes. And say to every circumstance that comes, every, every heartache that comes, every discouraging word that comes, you say, hold on a second. You are only in the ingredients for my next miracle. Mm. And I pray for you right now in the name of Jesus. Yes. But every weapon that's been formed against you shall not prosper. I yes. speak faith and hope into your heart yes. that all the things that you've been amazed at, the hatred and the, and the, the vitriol that's been put against you and the circumstances of your life, and you're thinking, Lord, why am I here? Because you are God's person. You are the key point in the circumstances, not just for yourself. You're not praising God for yourself. You're praising for the prisoners in the, in, the, in the cells next door. You're the one that God's called to praise, even though your feet's in stocks. You are the person that God has ordained and anointed to be the praiser of the prison. Mm. Because your, prison, your praise is going to shake the prison. An earthquake will come and the prison doors will fly open. So I pray for you in the name of Jesus that the blood of Christ will be your portion, that he will wrap you in his everlasting arms. That nothing will, will f- cause you to fear so much that you give up faith. And may grace abound in your heart. May the peace of God that passes understanding be your portion. And may you understand that God is on your side. And if God be for you, who can be against you? In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Philip, that people can also catch you every day on your daily faith yes. broadcast. And tell yes. us how can how can we tune into that? You have many if opportunities. If you go to daily so simple, dailyfaith.tv every yes. day at eleven o'clock Eastern time. I have a pastor just like you come on <laughs> and we preach back and forth at each other like we're in a coffee shop trying to out preach each other. Yeah. And I'll, you know how you know, preachers, when they get together, they, I've got a thought, and I've got a thought. And, <laughs> and um, we have a great time. We have a great time. 
and introduce some great men and women of God to the to the folks that are watching. Yeah, it's it's a great show, and it's also on uh, s- several of the uh, Christian television networks. Yes, out there. it's on it's on CTN, um, Christian mm-hmm. Television Network, out of out of uh, Clearwater, and it's you'll see it. I think it's on <coughs> on, on uh, Dish and Direct. And Glory Star is another channel. I think it's on channel 117 on Glory Star. It's on 376 on DirecTV and 262 on Dish. And so if you have those ways, if you've got those satellites, you can watch it every Monday night at 9 o'clock Eastern time. Wow. Well, it's very excellent. I'm always encouraged. I watch. Uh, and I've enjoyed being a guest on there a couple of times, and it's just Absolutely. it's just a great you're opportunity. You're due a visit back with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll do this again. We'll 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 plan it out. I, but I want to thank honor. you. I want to thank you for taking time out of your very busy schedule and uh, oh, ministry schedule to, you. to visit us with here on Speak Life. And uh, you know, would you would you? Uh, commit to come back sometime soon it's got to be soon because people want to see i'll make a deal i'll come on your program if you come on my program okay that's a deal i can agree to right now but thank you so much philip we will be sharing with you as soon as i get video as to the the, the beginning of this i mean it's only i i thought about this yesterday the lord put this in my heart yesterday so pray with us that we can get this done quickly for his yes yes Absolutely. And please give our love to your family. We love them. It's so exciting to see what God does. And uh, I I love your bummer lamb, Philip. And uh, I mean, your bummer lamb, Andrew. And uh, and he is uh, he's just a real gem. My whole family loves him as well. So thank you so much. And we look forward to we look forward to connecting with you and, and doing a whole lot more, not just this, but a whole lot more than this together. So Blessings to you, my friend. God bless you, Marty. And thank you so much. Just amazing. You know, I'm just so blessed to be uh, a part of what God is doing there. And, you know, there are many ministries that we support here at Speak Life and in our church, LifePoint Church and Marty Layton Ministries. And uh, uh, that's one of them. And uh, I want to continue to open your eyes to see that uh, when you give t- to LifePoint and you give to uh, Speak Life and you give to Marty Layton Ministries, there are uh, many places that we sow seed and, and uh, continue to help the work of the kingdom. And so uh, I wanted to introduce you to that today and uh, let you begin to uh, get an understanding of what God is still doing in the midst of all this. Now, you know, on all of our TVs, you you don't see Ukraine any longer in uh, such a political uh, uh, football that's being kicked back and forth, and and so it's one of those areas that you know it, it's not pulling enough viewership, so it's off the TVs. But the work is still there; the kingdom work is still there, and so I wanted to encourage some of you to consider. Uh, it's you don't have to you don't have to think. Unless you're able to, I mean, some of you can write a check for $20,000 and and it's an easy thing for you to do. Uh, But even just a $20 blanket or a a $50 coat, uh, we're going to partner and get some of these things done. And uh, we'll have more information available to you uh, on how how to coordinate those efforts. 
but if you want to go to his website, the orphan hand, the orphanshands.org, uh, it's, it's a great website. You have plenty of information and videos and things there uh, that you can avail yourself of and get some some more information on, you know, you don't have to go through us, but these are just ministries that we are part of and uh, and want to continue to bless. Amen. I know it's a little bit of a longer broadcast tonight, uh, but I want to thank all of you, all of you who continue to stand with us here at Speak Life, and thank you for the seeds that you've sown into this ministry and, and propagating the prophetic ministry and and uh, we don't just prophesy the word of the Lord. We, we do things uh, to impact lives. And so I want, I want you to know uh, that there are many more opportunities coming up. There's, uh, we're, we're planning an online prophetic conference and with some of, the, some of the strongest and greatest prophets and apostles. And it's going to be great. And we're going to have that information available for you. <clears throat> we'll also be doing more prophetic training. Uh, so stay tuned for these things. We... we we want to empower you uh, and equip you to do the work of the kingdom. You're called to prophesy, and you're called to do so with great accuracy. And, you know, I get calls from people all over the world and uh, in all walks of life, whether famous or uh, musicians or actors or politicians, and they want to hear the word of the Lord. Why? Because of the accuracy uh, that God has built in my life and the, and the level of gifting accuracy that we've that I've developed over the years. And there's many things that I can teach you and equip you so that you too can have uh, a, a cutting-edge prophetic word, if that's your calling, if that's what you feel that God has anointed you for. And, and remember, the Scripture says you may all prophesy and uh, covet to prophesy and despise not prophesying. And so you too can know the voice of the Lord and prophesy clearly. That's God's will for your life. And I believe God is raising up an army of prophetic champions, and you are one of them. You are one of our uh, prophetic army uh, right here, and we want to equip you for these things. And uh, we'll have more information on all of this coming as this uh, more of our plan comes together, and, we, and we'll make that uh, available to every one of you. Uh, I also want to invite you out uh, this Sunday, 4 p.m., this Sunday, 4 p.m., uh, to our church service at lifepointchurch.cc. Uh, you can watch it online there, but uh, come on out to 403 Walton Ferry Road here in Hendersonville, Tennessee. That's 403 Walton Ferry Road here in Hendersonville, Tennessee. And uh, 4 p.m., it's going to be a powerful uh, service this Sunday. I'm going to prophesy again over a bunch of people minister uh, to so many people. We've seen miracles, uh, just incredible uh, healings. Uh, a man who, uh, who came in uh, in, a, in a wheelchair uh, just a couple weeks back, uh, walked in of his own accord uh, this past Sunday. It was a very powerful uh, greeting to see him uh, not having to use a wheelchair or a walker. God healed his back. Uh, another person, God healed a knee. Uh, you know, just so many things I could go through. Just, uh, you know, come. Come, let us lay hands on you. Let us release this powerful anointing to you and and let God do for you what you need done. And, uh, you know, I, I talk about the great comeback. Uh, you, you, we've been in a setback, but it wasn't a setback. It was a setup for a great comeback. Well, part of the great comeback is come back to church. 
come back to your place, your position on the wall. You've got a, a war to win, and I'm calling you into your position. And so uh, please come out this Sunday at 4 p.m., be involved, be a part, let us minister life to you, and uh, get rid of all the lies of the enemy, and, and watch God do something powerful in your family and, and in your destiny. Amen. Now, for those of you that desire to sow a seed, to help us to continue to release the word of the Lord to the nations and equip the people of God. There's several ways you can do that. First, you can text any amount to the number 84321. That's 84321. You can text any amount to that. And uh, it, you set it up one time, and then you just uh, text whatever amount week after week, however often you want to give. Uh, or you can... Also click on the link on our website at lifepointchurch.cc. There's a giving link right there, or at martylayton.com. Or if you prefer to mail in your tax-deductible offering, you can mail that to P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. That's P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. And you can make the check out to LifePoint or to Marty Layton Ministries, however you want to do that. Uh, but that's another way you can give. Uh, if you're watching on social media, there is a link in the comments section. You can click on that and uh, and give that way as well. And again, I want to thank every one of you for standing with us. You, you got a good taste tonight of the work that we're doing in the world and, and the ministries that we support and the things that we're doing uh, in the kingdom. And I promise to always pour out fresh revelation, fresh new wine from the Holy Spirit, and give you my best. And I want to thank you today for standing with us. I also want to thank uh, a a great sponsor of Speak Life, uh, which is Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell and My Pillow. Let me just tell you, Mike Lindell is an amazing brother in Christ. He's an amazing warrior, a patriot, and he's fighting on the front lines for the freedoms that we hold dear right here in America the Beautiful. He's under attack, and he's being attacked on every side. Trying, They're trying to shut him down. And so I want to encourage you, please go to MyPillow.com. Check out the products that he has available there, MyPillow.com. Uh, I use these products. Our family uses these products. They are truly the best products. That's his standard, uh, to be the best. And, uh, and I believe God has given him incredible products uh, because of the standard that he holds for the kingdom. Uh, it, let me just tell you, if you're having trouble sleeping, you need a MyPillow pillow. You need to get the MyPillow pillow. I'm telling you, it will change your, your, your sleep pattern. Uh, if you use my name, Marty, as your promo code, that's M-A-R-T-Y. If you use my name, Marty, as your promo code, you'll re- receive the deepest discounts available off of your purchase. And so if you prefer, you can also call your order in at 800-859-2938. It's up on the screen right now, 800-859-2938. Remember to tell them the promo code you want to use is Marty. And the reason why I say that again and again is because this is a great way to support this broadcast, Speak Life, and get some great products uh, in return, and also support the patriotic work of Mike Lindell. Amen. Uh, it's a great day in the kingdom of God, and I believe God is doing something good for you. Something good is about to happen in your life. Amen. I want to thank you again for tuning in to Speak Life. Join us next week for more great 
prophetic ministry, prophetic guests, apostles, prophets. We've got all kinds of things lined up. Uh, If you enjoyed this and you were blessed by this ministry, please leave us a five-star review. Please help us by uh, working with the algorithms and and, uh, the things that are necessary for us to be able to get the word out on a larger, grander scale. Leave us a five-star review. Follow us on social media. Like me. (laughs) Like me on uh, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Getter and YouTube and Rumble and Truth and uh, Frank Speech. Uh, you just look for at Marty Layton. That's my handle on there, at Marty Layton. And I want to remind you, you can also watch this show live every Friday night, 7 p.m. Central Time, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Rumble. And I want to thank you for telling others about the Speak Life show. Help us to reach more people with this prophetic ministry and, and uh, I believe, cutting-edge revelation that is changing lives. Amen. Please take a second and subscribe to the Speak Life podcast. And you can find that podcast anywhere that you listen to, to podcasts, on iTunes, on Spotify, on Charisma Podcast Network, uh, on iHeartRadio Podcasts, really anywhere that there's podcasts, we're there. So thank you again. Uh, for standing with us, and uh, I hope you feel encouraged tonight and inspired uh, that you can do great things. One person can make a difference if you just have a heart to obey and run after God. Amen. Remember to keep your spiritual ears and your spiritual eyes open, because I believe God is always talking. He's always saying something good about you. Amen. Proverbs 18.21 declares that the tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. I want to make sure you have a steady diet of the fruit of life and that you're speaking life. Amen. Remember to always speak life. We'll see you next week. God bless. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world.